Chapter 3, The Beginning Plot It was exactly six months to the day since Max hit the airwaves with the breaking story of the mayor's crumbling marriage. The official cause of irreconcilable difference was half true, but the dirty details were left out. Although the couple secretly separated months prior, they put on a great show until after Max's exclusive broadcast aired, which wasn't hard since they had two homes. Surprisingly people of Philadelphia accepted the answer without blinking an eye. That was shocking, but even more surprising was the men in Carmen's family. Their non-reaction didn't feel normal. They were as quiet as church mice, which meant they were up to something. Even members of the inner circle were closed-lipped, most knew the sordid details but no one was willing to publicly say anything. The silence and secret whispers caused Max and Sarah to sit on pins and needles, waiting for the other shoe to drop. Sarah knew the Grants wouldn't remain quiet forever. The inevitable was bound to happen but when, was anyone's guess. Nevertheless, the divorce proceedings went off without a hitch. It was the quickest and quietest dissolution of a marriage in the history of Philadelphia, especially because it involved the seated mayor. But the stillness of the matter had Sarah shaken. The Grants could pop out of the woodwork at any moment. However, average folk continued their daily routines, unaware the mayor's scandal could return with a vengeance. Bradford, needless to say, was the happiest man on earth, bouncing around the city as if he didn't have a care in the world. It was hard keeping him in check, although Max desperately tried his best. A schoolboy spirit had taken over Bradford, and he was acting like a kid in a candy shop. He knew the race for the governor's seat was just a year and a half away, but the sweet smell of freedom was carrying him elsewhere. If Bradford was to become governor of the state, there was still a lot of work to do, but at the moment, babysitting the horny mayor was Sarah and Max's only course of action. Yet, there was no time to cry over spilled milk. The pre-campaign season was just around the corner. There was no word on who Bradford would face in the coming election, but his marital situation would definitely be a strike against him. With Sarah reluctantly keeping a keen eye on all the moving parts, she watched Carmen peacefully fade further into the shadows, and that was a good thing. You know what they say, a happy wife equals a happy life. Well, in this case, a happy ex-wife equals fewer scandals. Carmen's dreams of getting rid of Bradford and laying in August's arms had come true. It was still too early for her to parade her man around town, but Sarah imagined Carmen was having the time of her life behind closed doors. So, with Carmen getting her freak on, Bradford decided now was the time to narrow down his computer loves. He would have loved to date them all, but at least common sense and half his brain was still working. Out of the bunch, three women would get to know the mayor a lot better. No matter how hard Sarah and Max tried to talk him off the idea, nothing seemed to penetrate his thick skull. He was sure this was the best course of action. He felt the ball was in his court, and he loved every minute of it. To ensure he didn't marry another ice queen, Bradford wanted to set up secret meetings with the women to get more familiar. However, Max and Sarah couldn't sit this one out. Watching from the sidelines wasn't an option. They knew leaving Bradford to his own devices would destroy his career. Sarah imagined headlines reading, Sex-starved mayor marries a mail-order bride, and although that was true, it wasn't a good look. The scandal would be never-ending, but Bradford wasn't thinking of the consequences. He was playing right into the hands of his opposition, giving them enough ammunition to take him out. Max was desperate to help, Sarah, not so much. It was like walking on eggshells for her. As Bradford tried to set up his secret hookups with the ladies, Sarah finally took control of the situation and called him. 
Hello Mayor Bradford, it's me, Sarah. Well, look what God can do. I finally got the finest woman in the city to call me. The pleasure is all mine's. Sarah avoided the small talk and got right down to business. I've been speaking with Max about your situation. I wish we could talk you off this plan, but since you're determined, here are a few tips. You can't have strange women running in and out of your home. Plus, you can't date these women publicly. And for heaven's sake, don't bring them to your office. Sarah, you're worried about nothing. I got this. Bradford, just let me help you. I have a better solution. Send the women to me. You're willing to put the girls up for me? Yes, you're at the hotel all the time anyway, no one will suspect a thing. I see Max is rubbing off on you. Thanks for the help. I would have never imagined the almighty Sarah personally getting involved in my love life, and by the way, the ladies don't know I'm the mayor. So you're not crazy after all. That was a good move. Forward the ladies, the hotel's address, and I'll take care of everything else. As Sarah hung up the phone, Max gently kissed her forehead. Thank you, Bradford really does need our help. Max knew Sarah really didn't want any part in the whole shady plot. He assumed she was helping because of their disagreement. He was right but thankful nevertheless. Sarah quickly ordered three separate rooms at the Forester for the arriving women. It would be their home during this crazy selection process. Max, Bradford, and Sarah quickly closed ranks and grew closer than thieves while waiting for the women to arrive. It was driving them all a little stir-crazy, and Bradford's giddy schoolboy nerves weren't helping, 